Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. We are back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and the good news is, is the day that we're recording, guess what's outside, Maggie? The sun. The sun. (laughs) (laughs) So last week when we recorded was probably the most depressing week ever with the storms. I think I woke up to lightning every day for three straight days, and we've talked about this before. I was depressed. It's depressing, you know? So not only do we have the sun, but we have our guest sitting right next to me, Jen Oaken. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to be talking to her about the Front Porch Project. You're a photographer. Yes. Okay. She's she's a creative mind, gals. You know, we are accountants. So opposite ends of the spectrum. So thank you, Jen. Thank you. We're excited to be talking with you. I'm looking forward to it. So to open up today, I've got a few reviews. Um, The first one is the Gooder sunglasses. Anybody familiar with Gooder? And it's literally spelled G-O-O-D-R. Good, okay. So, shout out, this isn't the actual shout out, but to Marta, who was on the podcast, my friend Marta, who's over in Texas, she introduced me to these Gooder sunglasses. And so, I think they're sunglasses for, like, sports, if you run or, you know, play Mm. beach volleyball or something like that. But, but, Jen, they're $25, they're $25 to $35, and they're polarized. Oh, nice. So, that makes a lot of difference. Back there. And so, they're really cute. And, well, I shouldn't say, I go with the classic frames. They have different types of, you know, frame styles. So, I think mine's like the original style. And every time I've veered away from that style, I don't like them as much. So, find a style you like, but you can get like four pairs for a hundred bucks. I mean, that's a deal. That's pretty legit. That's legit. And they're, I'm like, I'm I'm a snob when it comes to polarized sunglasses. Like, if I put on anything else, I'm like, oh, I can't see, you know? Yeah. And I, I drive. I drive a lot. So... Sunglasses are the thing, but I can't wear them when I'm out shooting or anything. So they're like usually on the top of my head yes. mostly. <laughs> so here's the thing: so I, I mean, I've got my real glasses on the top of my head, which I don't think you're supposed to do that. But at least if you lose these, or you take them to the beach, or you take them to on a boat, and you lose them, which I mean, I don't. I'm not saying we should lose them, but it's not as it's not as bad of a burn if you lose them. Because <laughs> let's, let's just face it. We lose sunglasses. We lose sunglasses. Yeah. And keys. Somehow we always seem to find our keys and never find our sunglasses. No. They, sunglasses just disappear. So anyway, so just that was, that's my tip of the day. Um, we're going into summer. I mean, if you need something to make you a little bit happy, that, that would be it. Um, and then I did want to talk about my oven baked jambalaya debacle. Okay. So um, Jen, I would not say I'm a domestic person. I can cook. I can read a recipe, but I can't just like, you know, think of things. 
not creative. <laughs> yes. Not creative. So Saturday, my, my sister had sent me this oven-baked jambalaya, and it looks really easy where it's just like rice and chicken, and you dump everything in there, and you put it in the oven, okay? So I had everything ready for 6.30. We're not very, like, early. On the weekends, we don't eat early. We just kind of, me and my husband are a little bit more relaxed. And so I put it all in there. I'm like, this was so easy. And I was only supposed to cook for an hour. So I was like, it's going to be 7.30, 7.45, you know, when it's daylight still. At right. that time, it kind of confuses me. So grateful for that. Oh, yes. Thank goodness. So um, anyway, I check it at, it says to check it every 30 minutes, right? And so there's raw rice in there, which Raw rice, cooking raw rice. I mean, I'm like a boil in a bag, Uncle Ben's 92nd challenge <laughs> thing, rice kind of a gal. Okay, rice freaks me out. So I check it 30 minutes later. It looks exactly the same as it did 30 minutes before. And I'm like, is the oven on? And I'm like, it's on. It's hot. Okay, maybe I just need to be patient. Check it again 30 minutes later. The chicken looks like it's starting to cook, but it's now been in there an hour. And the rice, I mean, I tasted it, was like crunchy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to call my sister at 7.30 at night. And in full disclosure, because we were supposed to eat, but I hadn't eaten. And it was like one of those Saturdays where I just didn't really eat a lot because we were busy. The two glasses of wine I had, like, <laughs> I'm sure my sister was like, I think I, t- I talked to her for 45 minutes and I don't know about what, but I was like, Megan, it's not cooking. So anyway, long story short. Oh, and then Patrick's like, you look really stressed about this. And I'm like, because there's a whole bunch of ingredients in the oven and it might not cook. So um, I bumped up the oven temp and 45 minutes later, it cooked. Wow. So we ate at 8.30. So good thing I don't have, ma- I don't have any children, so I don't have any little mouths. <laughs> You didn't have that. And by 8.30, I needed to eat. Let's just put it like that. It was tough. I needed to eat and I needed water. (laughs) I needed water and more wine. Just in my house, you know? So uh, that was that. But it's a very easy recipe if anybody wants the recipe. Should it take that long or did something? Okay, so I also used brown rice. Oh, y'all just nodded like I shouldn't have done that. Everybody can. Can I tell you how many times people have said, I did a rice recipe, but I used brown rice instead. And they had... It just didn't quite come out. It's a totally different cook. Yeah, so word, if something calls for white rice, just eat the white rice, people. Okay? (laughs) Don't worry about the fiber. Try to be healthy. Just (laughs) eat the white rice. It'll be fine. You can move on. So, Maggie, do you have any updates for for our fans? (laughs) Fans. I mean, I'm just pretending like we have fans. I'm just glad, um, I'm just glad baseball season's back. For LSU or just in general? Just in general. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're a big Cubs gal, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm just excited. And you're a Cubs fan? Is that mm-hmm. what she said? I'm from Chicago. Yeah. I got to I have the best story about buying Cubs tickets. Oh. They open up a lottery every year, and you can go in, you go in line, and you stand in line, and you get a wristband that has a f- number on it. And my friends and were out to do this, though, in Chicago. In Chicago, okay. when we when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Road trip. Right. Oh, it's so much what, fun. So there's round trip tickets this weekend for $65. Oh, I'm, I'm flying up there for like 50 bucks. Like COVID is, and COVID has been my best friend getting back to Chicago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you get a wristband for it with a number. And then the morning of the lottery, they draw the number and however close you are to that, basically the number they draw is number one. We okay. were like, 
a thousand away. My brother and I did this. We're a thousand away from it. We got to like our pick of season tickets at, at cost. You go and buy, pre-buy them. Really? We bought like $2,000 worth of Cubs tickets. And they were for our friend who was out of the country and couldn't do that. And they do this every year. So we just did it for him. But yeah. oh my God, we had so much fun. We were like box offices next to each other being like, I got this date. Don't get that one. I got four to this one. It was so much fun. That's we nice. have our, so we have a picture. A, is this a specific day? Yeah, it's opening. It's before opening season. It's like, um, is it this weekend? Are you jumping on a plane? <laughs> no, no, it already. Happened. Oh, you can get tickets. Yeah, yeah. you can get tickets. These I would are have been just... so excited if you said I just booked a flight to Chicago. I'm like, go, Maggie, go. I mean, we it could. is the best. It's still, it's still a possibility. Yeah. So, why are you a, a Cubs fan? Like, how did that come up? Well, I am. I'm like because of my husband, but he. That's all that they could watch was WGN here and. A uh, good friend of his watched the Cubs, and he grew up watching the Cubs. And how's he feel about White Sox? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no you're an either or. You are an either or. It's like Pepsi Coke. You drink either one. It's it's yeah. the same thing. I feel like there's Yankees or Red Sox. Red Sox. Yep. Yeah. Red Sox. And then my brother-in-law is a Cardinals fan, and that's a no-no. <laughs> So. My brother is a Cubs fan, and my sister-in-law is from St. Louis and is a Cardinals fan. So him and her, his father-in-law go at it. Yep. yep. How fun. I'm not a baseball fan. <laughs> I'm a football fan. Side note, those earrings look really good on you. <laughs> those are mine. I was like, these are way too big for my head. Can you, can you wear them? Like, they did not look like that on me. Okay? They well, didn't. So I'm glad that they're being put to good use. All right. So baseball season. I, I do watch. I like LSU. But I just find baseball's exciting in, like, the ninth inning. Yeah. I love it because it's just a really big party in the stands. Like, you have time to actually talk to people. You don't miss anything. It's a slower-moving game, but it's, I don't know. Well, and then there's all those in-between games, like, Oh man, just all the in between stuff, in between the innings and the you changes. You need to go to Wrigley Field. I think you change. Oh my gosh, you totally would. <laughs> so that's where. But I mean, I'm a high strung, fast paced person, so that's why I have a hard time doing things like yoga. <laughs> so, but there's beer. Well, that's true, <laughs> and, and, and that does have a tendency to make time go by faster. <laughs> and cracker jacks, and yeah. popcorn, and pretzels. I, I went to. Is it the Padres San? Diego Padres. Am I saying that right? Whenever we and Christy were in San Diego for that conference, um, we got we went to one of the games. Yeah, but that's a baseball game. You got to go to a Cubs game. Gotcha. Like it is an experience. <laughs> like even the White Sox. Like it's a bigger stadium, more kind of commercialized and modernized. Cubs is like wooden seats and small and intimate, mm. and they have the out. Like a lot of stadiums have that the the outfield stands, the like crazy party stands, but. Cubs has taken it to a whole nother level. It's kind of like comparison of like Cubs baseball game is the same as tailgating Louisiana's tailgating. Oh, okay. Well, it's just like that. the top I of the top. Think, mm-hmm. I think I could do that. Okay. Well, Patrick, book some flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah us, you need to go check it out. Some, uh, You'll be converted. I mean, if even if just for the day. Well, especially if the flights are that cheap. I mean, that's is that from Baton Rouge or New Orleans? New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Southwest. Probably. Yeah. That's usually... Aaron looked at him, but uh, my husband... So have you been to the Billy Goat Tavern? Yes. Yeah. We've... we've, we've You've done it all. We've gone to Chicago quite a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah. It's that's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah. We did the tour of Wrigley Field, too. Oh, that's so great. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> Maggie, now I know what makes...
makes you happy. She's glowing, <laughs> folks. She's glowing. It's a different Maggie. It's great. Lisa. And I'm from Chicago, and you love Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. So on to our word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Which is moxie. I've never heard this word before. It is energy, pep, courage, determination. So is it an adjective? Like someone has moxie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know how to use it in a sentence. Yeah, like Maggie is being moxie? She moxie. has moxie. Oh. Okay. So it's like spunk? Okay. You're so moxie. You're so moxie. <laughs> that was a good word, Lainey. You came up with that one? I, I, did. I clearly I did. needed to hear it. <laughs> I think Lainey's tired of waiting on me and Maggie to come up with things, so she just puts things on our, um, not agenda, but our notes. <laughs> our okay. roadmap. Our roadmap. All right, so moving on to our shout-out. Shout-outs. So my shout-out this week is going to be to my fabulous in-laws. And um, I don't know why I haven't shouted out to them before, but they did watch my dogs, both of them, whenever we were out of town, and that was super helpful. And since we don't have kids, I'm like, well, we don't have kids, and you watch the other grandkids. Can you watch my dogs? You know, well, Patrick asked them. But I really am very fortunate with my in-laws because they treat me like a daughter, and I've been around for so long, you know, and so they're really just fantastic people um, and very supportive. So love you, Mr. Sammy and Miss Pat, and that's what I still call them. But Jen has her own shout-out. I do. Let's talk about this shout-out. It's kind of funny because she goes along with the word of the day. <laughs> oh, she's Moxie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, my shout-out is to Amy Supp, a, a friend of mine, but she is in a trade barter organization, uh, or that's she's um, my representative there for Partners One Moxie, which is a trade and barter here big time, 20 years in the Baton Rouge area, and they've expanded. And I mean, I use the the, the network of people and it's so much fun because we're all just starting to really get to know, like I get to know everybody, but I get like my teeth cleaned. Um, people use me for my photography services, either weddings or portraits or beach portraits that I go, that I do in the summer. And, and, uh, so I'll just start collecting cash from people using my services in our network, the partners or Moxie Cash. That's what they call it there. I create a bank and then I can go and use that bank anywhere. And it's a great, great organization, great little network. Might get my oil changed. The water at my office, my workout. Can anybody be a member of this? You have to like own a business. Okay, I know. it's I all know local businesses. Yeah, so yeah, like my dentist office is on there. Um, so you get your teeth cleaned and then you take their pictures. Is that I, they don't have to? They don't ever have to book me. I so like you could book me. Okay, and. Give me money, and then I can take that money and use it anywhere else in the network. But I don't, you have to use it in the network. I have to use it in the network. But the network is huge. But that encourages to continue to support local businesses. It's definitely a very local-focused business. But it's also nice because it's clients that I would have never got because they're only using people within the network. That is amazing. Yeah. And I didn't realize that – like. I, I didn't realize that because I was very hesitant at first. I'm like, well, I need my cash, right? right? But it didn't really take away from me. It just added to my funnel because of my network. And these are people, I mean, I know that, I mean, I, I got, I used a title company when I bought my house. I got a termite contract and I wasn't going to go out and find a termite contract anywhere else. I wanted to use my network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is not, and I had like three or four people to choose from. It's, it's nice. It's really nice. And Amy really cool. is, 
Um, like, she, and she's the founder of it. No, she's not the founder of it, but she's like the senior vice. I wish yeah, I knew she's her. Up there. Yeah, she's up there. She she's really an amazing person, and you know, and and the thing that I really want to shout out to about Amy is because of a text that she sent me in March of 2020 that told me to basically start the front porch project. She goes, there's this project up in Massachusetts. You need to bring it to Louisiana or to Baton Rouge. And it was called the Front Steps Project. Um, and, and she goes, and she just basically sent me this like little news uh, channel reel from up there and helped me type up a thing that says, just post this on social media. Well, I posted it on social media, and an hour later, I realized that I needed a contact form and everything. But we'll get into that. Sometimes you just have to figure it out, right? Oh, I totally went by the fly on this one. But I had Amy there, and a shout-out to Amy because she was there. We pretty much texted every day for the rest of 2020 because of the Front Porch Party. We were hand-in-hand a part of that project. So, Jen, not to take away from all this stuff that you're about to talk about, (laughs) But I'm thinking Amy needs to come on our podcast. Oh, she totally does. She totally does. <laughs> I want to hear all about this. That yeah. Is so she our has that gift of connecting people to the Absolutely. right people and making a community. And she supports you in those decisions. Mm-hmm. She also listens to you and helps you formulate and problem solve. And, you know, the thing, the thing that was so smart that Amy brought to the table that I just was like, didn't even realize it because the porch project happened so fast and it not until months later did I realize she's the the people up in Massachusetts the photographers that joined the project up there chose a charity and so I chose a charity as a photographer anybody that I photographed on their porches I asked them to donate to that charity Amy said let's just have them pay it forward to local businesses and all they had to do was tell us what local business I tell you, the community, I think that's why our project, and we'll get into more about how successful the project was, but how it just exploded because we gave them the opportunity to choose and they were to be able to support friends, church members, people that are at their schools, like parents, other parents that own businesses at their their kids' schools. I mean, just there was connections everywhere and businesses were just receiving and not understanding where it was coming from. And it was all because we just asked people to choose what small business, just keep it local. Let's pounce this quarantine and and just saturate as much as we can putting back into the market because our bounce back after all of this is going to be way better. Like we got it out from the very beginning. We were able to start educating, but that whole, that whole like switch of the, the flip of the switch just said, instead of a charity, and don't get me wrong, charities need it too. Some people did definitely help the food bank, like things like that. They, right. they could choose anything, really. We said local business or charity. But also think, yeah, think of but those. But think of the local businesses because those, the like to me, the backbone of our community Absolutely. is our local businesses. Absolutely. We, and you know, Kate Cook, that'll be our... <laughs> This is another shout out. Oh, right. She couldn't be here today, but yet again, she has organized Jen to come on the podcast. She's a smart one, man. Scheduler. Her instinct is on point. She, uh, she just, I, I called her last week because I wanted to go over an idea with her. So Kate, you know, she's been really, it, and her and I, I don't want to say we lost touch, but we weren't quite as in touch. And now we're like, you know, back at it. So it's been a, that's really been a pleasure. Okay. So thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about that, but that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the Front Porch Project. And so um, 
before we get into all of that, so we've established that you are you're from Chicago, or did you live there for a while? Not, we're from the Midwest. I'm originally from Indiana. Okay, but I grew up as a kid in Houston, and then we moved back to Indiana okay. and um, went to college there. But uh, bounced around, went to Little Rock, moved back up to Chicago. In my start of my photography career was in Little Rock, and then my brother lived there. And he's a photog- professional photographer, too. So I was working for him, realized I was a photographer, then decided to move to Chicago for a few years. But I could not get warm. Holy <laughs> crap, it's cold up there. Great city. My I feel like you're favorite. the second person who has said this about being up north. Yeah. It's just, if it, could, it could snow today up there. Yes. Or even in May, early May, it could snow. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it was, a, it was a large city. I mean, there's a lot of other factors. I just use the cold one because it's easy. Um, a lot of other factors, like, you know, it was a higher cost of living. Mm-hmm. So I did my little research. In 2007, I chose Baton Rouge. to. I would have moved to New Orleans, but Katrina had just happened. Um, I'm in love with New Orleans, had been since I was 19. I moved there or went there for Tennessee Williams Festival mm-hmm. with my brother and, and his friends and fell in love with the city and came back every year. And so now I'm really close to it and I love it. And I love Baton Rouge even more like than... I, uh, yeah, yeah, this is home. Well, the porch project pretty much solidified that I wasn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> well, I, think, I think that, you know, in other parts of the country, I mean, I've never lived anywhere else. So I'm just saying, I think that Baton Rouge has such, or Louisiana, just the South, we have yeah. such a unique culture. And it's so interesting to me. I mean, literally, you could walk into Walgreens. And be looking at mascara and somebody's next to you. And then all of a sudden you start having a conversation with them. And then you, then y'all both know the same person or something like that. Yes. And so whenever we went to New York, this was years ago. And my mom is like, she knows a lot of people. She loves to talk to people and meet people. We went to New York and this girl sitting next to us in Starbucks. And you're jam-packed in Starbucks. You know, you're jam-packed everywhere in New York. And my mom keeps trying to talk to this, this girl. And I'm like, mom. We're not in Baton Rouge. Like, she's ready to get her latte and go to work, okay? You know, it's just different. I, lo- I, I truly, I love it. Like, even though it is so hot here in August, so hot here in August. But yeah, but we all just go to the beach. Exactly. Or go find Where it's pool. okay to be hot. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. We have the best food. I mean, hands down, best food. Okay, so that being said, let's just dive into, so you've been a professional photographer, I'm assuming, for... 20 years. 20 years. Almost 20 years, yeah. So is that what you've done your entire career? My entire career. And knew that you wanted to do that? I didn't know that I wanted to do it. Um, I actually have a graphic arts management degree. Um, I've I've always been into the design work. I've always been a creative. Knew that that was something I was going to do. But I got a degree. Quality control, production, sales, marketing, all of that was a part of my degree. So... Um, that's why I moved to Little Rock was to help my brother in his photography because I just had this, I have all this training in college on how to manage and create and produce in a creative industry and uh, very easy to do that with photography. But I also had picked up a camera when I was 16 and shooting and I mean, I always had my, my Nikon just hanging out. I was that 16 year old creative kid that, you know, picked up a camera, never thought, that I would become a professional. And then when I was working with my brother, I would second shoot for him just because I could. And he's like, why don't you shoot a wedding by yourself? Find a friend, shoot a wedding by yourself, see if you can do it. I was like, I know I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it, but yeah, let me do it. And it just kind of, he just pushed me and he started 
hiring me out as a lead photographer for his company. And, and it ends up my other brother, Chris, um, is a professional photographer. So out of five siblings. So runs in the family. Three of us are <laughs> professional photographers. What do the other two do? <laughs> One's a banker, CFO, kind of finance guy. Not yeah. creative. <laughs> well, it, see, and this is my thought process. We're all very creative. It's just the way that we Different use ways. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my brother, Tom, he is, um, he is a, a computer programmer, a networker. Like he can build, he, I, my, the easiest way I can explain it is that he told the machine to print the packaging for diapers and then wrap the diapers and spit out the finished product, like all in, like, that he's just this like his mind talk about being creative yeah you know yeah so you know there's definitely uh definitely a lot of creativity in our our family I love that I have to say photography in general people that take pictures that is such a talent to me if I am somewhere like let's say I'm on the beach and somebody wants me to take a picture of their family I give the phone to my husband <laughs> I'm like I'm going to I can't do it that is way too much pressure for me to do that's like <laughs> it's so funny when people ask me to take their picture because I don't even say anything and I'm just like doo, 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 and then I enhance it real quick and then give it to them yeah, you know, you're like, like what do I don't think about it like you know exactly me I'd be like what is this the enhancements girl I can't I'm, I get I can spend an hour doing that okay and So that's a skill, (laughs) and thank you for people like you who make people like me look better in pictures. (laughs) So, um, okay, so let's jump into the front porch project. I kind of want to hear from the, you know, it looks like what you alluded to earlier that Amy's the one who texted you about. Yeah, she put the bug. She she planted the seed for sure. But then, then how did you you posted it to social media to see if you could gauge interest, and then you got a lot of interest, and then you're like, okay, now what do we do? So just I guess walk us through that process. Well, um, I just did actually a talk with one of the photography clubs here in town about saying yes to the creative process, and and the whole thing was when Amy presented the project to me. And, um, you know, I, I went through my head, I have this, this, and this in place. I know that I could make this work because of what I already had in place. And so, you know, my 20 years of experience gave me an opportunity to say yes. And boy, and, and, and in turn gave the community an opportunity to say yes, which was probably the biggest fulfillment for me is how well the community received the project. But basically what happened was she texted me, I posted it on my personal page, and then on a business group, a pretty high, a pretty big maneuvering through COVID business group, Mm -hmm. Um, and on Facebook, and I started getting a lot of responses. So immediately I created a contact form. So the fact that I had that resource, I knew how to do that immediately. Um, and was able to direct people within an hour to that contact form. And I called my office manager and I said, do you want to work today? In fact, we're probably going to be working the entire COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how long or where this is going to go, but I could see this going really big. So just we're basically going to use what we have and and, and do what we can. By five days later, we had over a thousand inquiries on our contact form. And I said to Jess, my office manager, I was like, we need to shut this down. And she goes, yeah, I think, I think we do. So we stopped mine. But also by this time, Amy had been taking in other photographers who were interested in the project and cultivating that. So 
it was so awesome because I was able to handle the huge intake of the the people, the porch participants is what we call them. And Amy was able to manage and help people um, join the project too. And what we did very early, and this was all Amy's suggestion, is Jen, can you type up real fast your your standard operating procedures and what you're doing and how you're doing it? And so we and she created a blog post um, on Partners One, so it was like this resource blog post that they could just go and click and have all the resources. And then there was about eight photographers that we all joined in on one webinar call, and we recorded it. And we answered all these questions and then any for about an hour long. And then anybody who wanted to join the project, we sent them that webinar and we sent them all the resources and said, this is how we're doing it. We'll add you to this group, a private photographer's group, so we could share inquiries if needed to offload inquiries to make sure as many people got photographed as possible. And then we had a public where we actually shared the front porch picture and we also tagged the um, businesses that the people that said they were um, promoting. So these businesses were getting some like third party promotional mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it, they weren't doing any we, businesses were not really allowed to post in the group. OK, um, this wasn't a sales group. This was a place for people to end their pandemic day. And just scroll through and see their family and friends who all they're disconnected from now, except for screens, and can just see them happy or, you know, just have something forward to look forward to. And the really cool thing about posting the actual businesses that they were supporting is that businesses were getting support from other people that had never heard about them before. It was so interesting because Amy then started the Storefront Project, which I'll just touch on this a little bit in... And which we were putting faces, we, photographers were going and putting faces with these these businesses' names, mm-hmm. and and so we could like have that human touch. And when I went to go do like one of the very first people I went to go photograph, Ali Ali, the the little children's boutique mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. South Downs, I photographed her. She said, "Yeah, we just got a thousand dollar order from somebody they had never bought from them before." And she goes, well, how did you find it? She goes, well, everybody was supporting you on the front porch project. I mean, I, you can you just like the tears started falling down my eyes, like the yeah. the ripple effect yeah, of the project say, is way beyond anything that Amy and I could have ever thought of. We just we just we just knew we could do something. We did something, and it became way bigger than we ever could imagine. Okay, so a few follow-up questions to this. So about what time, what was the timeline? When did you guys decide to do this? In March, the- I think is March 21st. I got the text. March 22nd was my first, yeah, like three days. It was literally three days after they started Shut it in, Massa- in Massachusetts. Okay. Too. So, okay, so y'all, y'all come up with this idea. And do you think part of the response was because people really needed something to either look forward to or to capture a memory? Because at that point, I mean, if we all go back, I don't really like to remember. But I mean, I just remember thinking, wait, we're all going to be in our houses for how long? You know, and so I, I it, it just... It was, I don't want to say it was perfect timing, but like clearly there was a need for that. And y'all hit it at the, at the exact point and made such a difference. Like you truly made a difference in people's lives. We, we did. It, the connection that I had with every single porch was they just were so grateful. They were excited. Um, these people did not, they didn't have a schedule. 
So what happened is when we got all of those inquiries, my office manager organized them out into neighborhoods and areas. Okay. And then together we assigned a day to each one of those areas or each neighborhood. And they did not know what time I was going to... They knew what day I was going to show up and it was going to be between um, like 1 and 7, right? Gotcha. But the night before, I texted everybody and said, I'm going to be on your block. And it was like a, it was sometimes it was like a 40 minute span because I was shooting 60 porches a day sometimes, anywhere from 20 to 60 porches a day. It was so crazy. I, I was like, Hey, Jess, I think I want to try to get, it's my office manager, Jessica. I want to try to get 500 porches. I want to see if I can do 500 porches in this project. And she's like, oh, I think you can get it. I mean, I have a thousand inquiries. I was like, yeah, but we're going to have to give some of those away. I totally understand that. And I didn't, at this time, I didn't know how long I was going to be shooting. And this was about a month into it. I think we were not even in May yet. And um, and I counted out how many I did. I had done 638 porches. <laughs> I ended up doing 889 porches I, I shot until June and did that. So it's kind. Of, so I'm assuming, and I'm, I'm pardon me for my ignorance on no. this. I'm assuming you were shooting them, but then you had to provide the people with the pictures that you took. That's such yes, right? <laughs> so, totally. So you might have worked a 12 hour day and <laughs> shot 20 porches or 50 porches, no, but then you've got the, all the back office work too, the, right? Yes, but this is this is where this is where I'm totally and utterly blessed beyond measure so I had a a volunteer actually route the picture so when Jess got all the addresses together that I was shooting for that day she would send it to Devin um, a client of mine who's a lawyer here in town and so she wasn't really working and she would input all the addresses and create a route for me on one of those. Like it's like UPS. I totally was a UPS driver. You're like yeah. next. Okay. Yeah, right, right. All you do is click sure. next, next. Yes. <laughs> so I had that, which was a huge lift because that organization in itself was a cluster until we found the uh, Optimo route. That was the app we used. Okay. And Devin. Um, and then the other thing was, I downloaded all of them. I tagged the ones that I wanted to to actually edit and give to the clients. And then I sent them to Taylor Watson, who is another local photographer here who has been, was my intern. It's now one of my second shooters. Uh, she'll go out and lead shoot for me too. But, um, and she couldn't go out and do the project because she has asthma and was at high risk. So she stayed in and enhanced all the photos for me. And then sent them back to me. I organized them into the family names real quick. I gave them to Jess. Jess uploaded them and released them. So I was very blessed with a strong team that I had been working with, that I knew, that knew me, very connected. So that was that was probably that part of the project was essential for the amount and the success that I personally was able to do for the project. Yeah. Not every photographer had that. I understand that. Yeah, so you, when you said y'all, you know, you kind of grouped together with some photographers, I'm assuming that's because the volume was just too much for you to be able to handle and you wanted well, to be able to right. service or make sure that people could get that. And they were servicing singing. their communities too. Like okay. they had their own intake contact form. Okay. So, and, and then when I shut down my form, I put links to all their forms on that. So people could be like, and I kind of gave the areas that those photographers wanted to kind of stay in because it was just where they wanted to be um it's where they lived you know it's whatever reasons it's it's why they so people were able to connect and we ended up as a group of 
just over 20 photographers in, in the um, Louisiana, mostly in Baton Rouge. Um, it, no, I was thinking, I think maybe it was more like 40 photographers in Louisiana, 20 in Baton Rouge. Um, we, we photographed over 4,000 porches. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That is, that volume is like, I, my mind is just, that blows my mind. But, and you want to know the, uh, the, I did a survey. I did a survey to see how much the economic impact was for the project. I recorded $1.28 million back into our Louisiana economy that from is the project. Insane. All the photographers. Yeah, we killed it. You want to know? Okay, I got even better. I, I'm so proud of our <laughs> community. Well, well, Jen takes the proud of myself moment to a new level today. <laughs> no, man, this is like, it's our it's our community. Like, we owned it. And, and, I, and I do believe one of those big factors is that when Amy brought the idea of small business and choosing a small business and allowing them to have the choice because they, the, the people that gave just gave more, more and more and more. And it, they just, they over, over abundance of it. Right. So the, when I connected with Kara and Kristen, the people that in Massachusetts that, that started the front steps project, they were, they wanted, they did a book. They collect, I mean, they collected photographs from New Zealand, Switzerland, Canada, all across the U.S. And we helped them collect the photographs from our little region because we had photographers in Mississippi. Um, I had a photographer join our group from Indiana, from Arizona, like, so just whatever, right? They just joined either one of the projects. Mm -hmm. They recorded, they, they, I don't know how they got their numbers, but they recorded um, 3.25 million dollars wow we were 1.28 of that that was our 1.28 was included in that that's amazing we like yeah we owned it we owned it and it was so fantastic to know that we could just we could just up it you know and 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 the way that i'm really impressed with the way amy and i decided to share the love of how to do it, because I think that was also another big factor in how well we did. Um, photographers often, I know this, we try to think, do things all on our own, and we don't. We kind of hold ourselves back because we're not the business type, mm-hmm. you know, creatives in its best. But since Amy and I were able to share how to do it, and they didn't have to think about that, yeah. they were able to focus on their talent and, and implement this structure. It was all all by the webinar that y'all did, right? By the webinar and, the, and the, the groundwork, we laid the groundwork. Yes, which you know, basically, that groundwork is my business degree. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like I was built and made to do this project or projects like this, right? And I know, I knew that going into it as soon as I saw what this was. I didn't know how. You just never know how people are going to react. Yeah. Like, I've done stuff like this all the time, and it just maybe got, like, a thousand bucks or something like that, you know? But And not like the Porch Project. or And not as such a traumatic, drastic change that our world went through. Right. I have said before, you know, I, another thing I just love about our community is that in times of crisis, we really do just pull together, right? You know, and it was... um. I'm a big fan of supporting local. Sometimes, you know, that kind of is 
slips my mind, but it's like the pandemic. It's like, it's, you know, Bistro Byron's was doing something where they were bringing stuff to neighborhoods. And I was like, sure, I'll take a gallon of Frosé, you know? Oh, yeah. I loved how the restaurants pivoted. They really did. They really did. I had a couple job. of great conversations with um, Jim from Mestizos about pivoting and, and what to do. Laney used to work there. Oh, they're, aren't they great? We're, the doing, we're doing an event in a couple yes. of weeks over there. We like, yes, we, right? like, we like Mestizos. We like, they're, they're easy to work with. The food's good. They have a great event space but yeah they I again I I've said this before I mean I'm a business owner but I'm not a restaurant business owner like people still need accounting whether we're in a pandemic or yeah not, you can do right? that over the phone so I'm like I just couldn't imagine the stress that some of these I mean they had to quickly figure it out and then whenever I think there was um you know at some point maybe six or eight weeks into it I think the governor had said okay well now restaurants can have outdoor seating I mean like I passed by Mansour's and they had it all figured out I mean immediately tent tables outside the little bar area I'm like they are ready to go you know that yeah is- and it just opened up like the way that they pivoted our our businesses local businesses pivoted even with um boutiques and yep. stuff going online they they made the project easier for people to provide and get to. I mean, we didn't just have to buy gift cards and use them later. Yeah. No, they got to go and support them right now, which was a that was clutch. You know, and it and it's it's tough. I'm see, and I'm one of those like hardcore buy business local. I barely use Amazon. I barely use online shopping. Unless I'm like ordering something online and I'm going and picking it up from a, a, a local business, like as much as I, and I'm very inspired. Like I was lazier about it pre-COVID than I am now. Like I'm preaching this. I got to own it and, and, and really see if I can do it. Right. And, um, it's been really cool. Cause what, what was super inspiring is when I was getting the survey results back, I was asking people what they bought. Somebody's like, I was totally inspired to buy a refrigerator. locally instead of going to a big box store or ordering it online because we're big in the uh, electronic there's an electronic store off of Florida Boulevard yes yes and they're the sweetest family and they will deliver it the next day you Mm -hmm. know and so yeah there's but but you know the reality is is people think of the big box stores I mean we have that kind of I don't want to say we have that issue but we, well, it's, we, it's we marketing at its finest. Right. We it's have competitors. Marketing that, at its oh, finest. Oh, well, you're going to, you, little Falcon Winkler is going to be able to do our big retirement plan. We want to go with Charles Schwab because it's Charles Schwab, you know, but we know and you know, and a lot of people know, bigger is not always better. It's not always better. Bigger is not always More better. More is not always better. And it really gives me all the feels <laughs> to support <laughs> local businesses. It, it really, it really does. does. It really well, and does. it's that ripple effect. The local businesses are the businesses that are supporting our T-ball. They're supporting our academics, extracurricular activities. They're making the T-shirts for them. You know what I'm saying? Like they're sponsoring. It's the local. But you got we got to remember that it's the local businesses that are sponsoring our community. Yeah. We, you don't see on the back of a T-ball shirt Lowe's. Well, and and they're sponsoring that type of stuff. You know, we actually brought this up. We had a partner meeting last week, and we we brought up caring. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I've, I've told clients that before. I'm like, you know what the difference is? We care. Mm-hmm. We know you, right? Local businesses, Sherwood Magnavox is where I get all of my electronics. And like, if something were to happen, they would call me personally. Yeah. They would apologize. I mean, like, or whatever. I'm not right, saying anything right, happened, right. but they care. And they, and they actually will call me after my stuff gets delivered to thank me 
from purchasing from their store. And so I need a new refrigerator. Now, apparently refrigerators are really on back order. <laughs> There's some part that nobody can get. And I'm like, maybe I'll go get Mr. Louis, Louis Rufino to sell me off of the floor or something. But, but I, I'm with you. That gives me all the feels as well. And it's just like, and, and I swear, I learn about local businesses all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I did not know you existed. I could go here. Like I'm a big, you know, like small yeah, business boutique. That is one of the things that I was trying to drive home during the porch project too, is if you went and did, if you went and patroned a business that you hadn't patroned for, or if you just never had the opportunity, write a referral for them somehow, send them people for one Mm -hmm. thing is the best, you know, referral is the best. I love referrals because I know good people are sending me good people. Right. Um, But, you know, writing a review, you know, it's, it's as simple as writing out a review, copying and pasting it, and then go to Google, go to Facebook, go to Yelp, and just paste, 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 paste. Like, it's really all that it takes. And it, it doesn't take that long. You don't have to do a separate one for each one. I mean, there's definitely efficient ways for us as as patrons and supporters of our local business that we can easily send them love because I know I read those reviews I do too. before I buy stuff. Yeah, me too. Especially just, on Amazon. But, but, and truthfully. <laughs> if I have to go Amazon. Truthfully, one of the things about the local business is most of the time you know the owner. You know what I mean? Or, or you're going to talk to the owner. You're going to meet the owner them. At some point, you know? And that's, I mean, that's, I don't know, peace of mind is the right way to put it. But it's, they, you you know that they're involved. I mean, Mestizos. What is I'm Jim. Jim. He's the owner, right? Yes. I mean, and I've met him and. First of all, I love their margaritas. They are pretty good. (laughs) So, uh, okay, before we go, because I feel like we could talk about this all day, you are putting together a book called Shut the Front Door. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know how many times I said that. Hey, can you shut your front door? It was just on repeat, I mean, huh? Yeah, it was. Well, because I would do like seven of them, you know, in an hour. You need to have like a button. Could you shut your front door, please? You know, they're recording. Okay, so tell me about this book and, and what kind of put that nugget in your brain to do that. Just well, this will be my second book that I've self-published. So, okay. And I mean, being a graphic arts management major, I mean, that, that whole production flow of producing is and publishing books is in my wheelhouse. But... We talked about doing a book. We talked about doing a book. And then uh, Kara and Krista did the Front Steps Project book. And we were able, as a collection of photographers from our project, were able to submit. And in fact, in the Front Steps Project book, the very first photograph is Tommy Gomez's photograph from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. (laughs) And I can't remember what the doctor's name is, but he was the lead COVID doctor. And he's quarantined from his family. It's a gorgeous picture. They're on their front porch. Mom and his two boys are inside. It's that oh, golden gosh. light, and he's like touching the glass. Oh god! It's, I mean, front step project, you guys. Yeah, oh my goodness. it's a, it's I'm a tearing gl- up. This I know. Imagine. I don't know if I can look at that. I'm I know. And crying. Toby goes, "Is that mine on the front? The first book? It's not the front cover, but it's the very first page." And I was like, "Girl, it's an awesome photo." So I was very grateful for that because I knew that I had a story and a journey through this with. The amount of porches I did and the connection I had and the way that I can tell a story with the way my project, my part of the project, the way it progressed and and laid out in my journey for me. Um, So I helped get those photographs together for the, I call it the international book. And then I've decided to take 
all the photographs that I photographed and put them into one book. Now, some some porch participants said no. I've contacted every single oh, person. Oh, yeah, you got their permission. And I got their permission. I'd be um, like, publish me. Yes, <laughs> yes. And some people just didn't respond. I mean, so I have about 750 that's people. a good response rate. It's a really good response. Since I did 889, that's a very good yes. feedback. Okay, so with almost 900 porches that you shot, I mean, do you have a favorite family? Was there one that you just will oh. never... I mean, I'm sure they were all There are stories. But I, well, and that's the cool thing about this book is the ones that are really memorable or the ones that kind of hit me or the ones that made me fall over laughing like... <laughs> It, that 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 my journey story is going to be interwoven, and then I got like forty um, stories from the participants, from various participants. But I got to tell you, if I if I had a favorite, and it's only because it was with animals, I photographed water buffalo up in St. Francisville, oh. and I got to like hang out with them, and I was petting them. I got selfies with me, and the water buffalo's like licking me and eating my hair, and it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Did not even know there was yes, a that's an experience. <laughs> I didn't know that they were here either. I was thinking. Yeah, well, they so. got it. And that's the, her COVID story. They were so afraid that with the pandemic, after the pandemic, after the, they were not going to be able to get their water buffalo. They were had already bought them and they were up in Colorado or somewhere. Oh, so with the beginning of the pandemic, they masked up. They were like super safe and like drove to get these water buffalo. Bring the water buffalo home. Bring home. Save the water buffalo. So that's their story. It's in the. In, it's going to be in the book, but I mean, I'm sure that's a picture most people won't be expecting, but it'll be really cool. Yeah. You know? Well, but I can t- I tell you on my Instagram when I posted it, they're like, well, I didn't expect to see that today, right. Jen. Like, I heard a lot of that comment. Yeah. I mean, I had a 16-year-old write a little essay about how we're not basically not, we're not all going through this the same way. We're all going through the same. And it was, it was elegant, and I, I'm just so proud of been photographing this little girl since she was like, I think three mm-hmm. you know and she's 16 she she and i'm um, so i mean it's i mean there are things in there i had somebody contact me that said i just got diagnosed with cancer my son is going to his dad's i won't have him when you're coming to my neighborhood can you please come and photograph us and that day she had beautiful long dark hair that day she was cutting it all off and she'd already started chemo and her son i mean it was it's just this great set of pictures of her and her son. So it's like, there are things like you have to say yes to. And then there are things that are like, just bring you up and elate you. And I have so many clients just comment on how proud they were of me. Tell you, I got a whole couple cases of bottles of wine and gifts. Like the people were just so, so, so giving, so giving. People gave me money to give to the people that was working for me too. Like I thought that was, I mean, they're just so extremely thoughtful and it, it, the, a project like this, cause they were so grateful that, I mean, basically Easter was canceled mm-hmm. for us in, and you know how important church and Easter is to our community. Mm-hmm. I mean that, I mean, I can't even tell you, like everybody just shows up right for that was basically their Easter. Like they were dressed to the night. They were in their Easter outfits out on their front porch. I mean, I was trying to get people to be like wearing their like everyday quarantine clothes. Like, oh, yoga pants. <laughs> sorry, 
Sorry, we got Easter. Yeah, we got Easter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a very emotional time for everyone, you know. And yeah, when Easter came around, I mean, we always we have a tradition of going to my mom's, and it's my mom's side and normally my dad's side, which is a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we're not going to do that. Mm-mm. It's just sad, right? It's just and, and, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was just different, you know, a little surreal almost too. Like, wait, we're really not doing this, no, you know? So, you know, and it, 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 you're right. The 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 project gave as much to the porch participants as as much as they were giving back to the community. Yeah. And um, the side effects and the ripple effects are still, I think, happening. Because, I mean, like, I went and got it, my dental work done at a new doctor, and she was like, oh, my gosh, you're Jen Oaken. <laughs> I didn't know. And I was buying a house. I bought a house earlier this and I would walk, like, one owner, um, it was a, a, a for sale by owner, so the owner met us there to let us in, and he, and he, he goes, James, that's my real Jesus. I didn't know you were, uh, Jen Oaken was your client, you were showing it to Jen Oaken, a celebrity. I was like, oh my god, like, this is, that's it's, like, awesome. surreal to me, because mm-hmm. so many people know who I am. Yes, I mean, you... <laughs> photograph a lot of people. You were a beacon of light in a really hard time. Yes. Too, Thank so. you. Yes. And and I know people cannot see her right now, but just her personality <laughs> is very bright. Yes. We needed her in here you last week, too, when it was this part. <laughs> okay, so one other thing that, um, you know, so you're creative, and and by the way, you had said something about creatives not being business people or not feeling like they are business people, and I think that's interesting because I feel like business people feel like they need to be more creative in their business. And I want to change that. <laughs> so um, I definitely want to change you that. Know, so I feel like I'm not creative, but maybe I am. And, and you well, know, you're doing a podcast, and you have this like it's my flow, outlet. It's my outlet. So yeah, I, I like have a word quota to me today. This is the only way I can get it done. Okay, <laughs> so being creative. So I'm assuming you have a lot of you know in terms of the arts. Yes. In in our community. And so how did the pandemic come sound stupid? But how I mean, okay, if you're in theater and can't do anything, what do you do? You know, how do you how and you can't go to work because you can't like go and get a uh call it supplemental income because you know, businesses are shut down. It was it was tough for the creative arts industries um just on a on a, a bigger level circus soleil filed bankruptcy oh. uh symphonies um theater baton rouge i mean they like there are a lot of places that haven't even opened back up yet or have starting to have events so if you can't have an event where you can have people 100 200 1000 2500 50000 people there to sustain a huge production you're going out quick. You're going out quick. You're, I mean, thank God the the um, unemployment they like stepped in and, and was able to get some of that stuff. But now that that we're all transitioning back into, I mean, photographers, it's nice because if, especially if we're outdoor photographers, we you know can there are ways around it. Some musicians, as long as we have you know, but the crowds are at twenty five percent capacity, right, right, and it's musicians, theater, they depend on a larger quantity mm-hmm. of people. So they definitely, and and I don't think, I mean, they tried to pivot and do stuff online, but it's just not the same. It's like you're watching TV and yeah. everybody gets to watch TV for free. And so some, I mean, some had the Venmo accounts. And so the big thing that, that I'm a big advocate for and that um, part of my proceeds of my book will go to is what we, what the, or the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge has a creative relief fund where creatives 
uh, artists, um, performing artists, all different, all realms of, of artists and creative types can go and apply for grants for supplemental income for that are affected by COVID. And um, that is one way you can donate to them without or donating to the artists themselves. I mean, a lot of like pottery or or um, tangible artists could sell their stuff online still. But nobody was thinking about buying art, really. I mean, and uh, well, some people, I guess, were, because I did notice a lot of people were redecorating. Right. Tell you, people got stir-crazy quickly. Very quickly. I mean, within a week. People were like, <laughs> oh, Jen's coming. I got to paint my door. Yeah. I got to have a whole new garden in my front, like all new plants in the front yard. Yeah. Like, porches were on fleck during this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I got Curl a lot done. Yeah, I'm not done in my own house, you know. I, I believe like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this right now. But you know, and then and then, you know, being a creative myself, I know being at the very beginning of the pandemic before we even shut and stopped going out into our office and there's only two of us in the office, I was freaking out because I was like, just depends on me. This yeah. is my livelihood. Yeah. If I'm not pushing my button, I'm not making money. That's just not like what am I going to do? And I was actually about to start a promotion, an online promotion with the pictures that I've already taken to see if I can get people to start buying photos. Cause I was just, or do outdoor headshots. Like now's the time for business people to update their headshots. I can stay far away because they're not busy. Like a lot of times business owners can't do updated photos because they're so busy. So I was like, and then this whole project came in and I was like, okay. You know what's also funny is weddings got shut down. Yeah. Right? And I didn't have a wedding booked for 2020 spring. I was like, I was kind of freaking out in January about this. I was like, but you know, everything always works out. It's not the first time that I did not have a wedding booked. And then the COVID pandemic and the quarantine shut down. I was like, Haha, now I don't have to reschedule anything. And my my fall actually booked up with weddings because of so many people having to reschedule there. So weddings. I was actually really quick though. It, um, I have two questions, two follow up questions. <laughs> the to donate to Arts Council, I'm assuming you can visit. People can visit the website yes. and, and be able to do yes, that. And it's it a particular is. fund, or it's is a it creative relief creative fund. Relief that fund. You can't, and and if they they can reach out to me and I can send it to okay. them. And soon I will have that information as soon as I release the pre sale of my books. Okay, okay. So and then. Oh, man, I, like, forgot my second question here. Is it about wedding? Oh, that's what I... No. So, aside from this just fantastic project that you did, pre-all pre of that, were your was your focus mainly on weddings and family portraits? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I do some commercial headshot stuff, okay. a little bit um, more social media environmental, like, content. I do a lot of that for a couple of, of businesses around here, but mostly it's... And I do beach photography. So, I'll... I'll jet out and and basically live in the coastal areas between 30A and then Alabama and 30A, sometimes Panama City, uh-huh. where I'm just photographing people on the beach. And it's all it's almost all Louisiana clients. I have a few clients from Houston, but they all have Louisiana contacts. And because I wasn't shooting early in when I moved down here, because here's that pivoting thing. Every time you have to be a pivoter, right? The business side of me. I'm not shooting in Baton Rouge in the summer. Because it's hot. But it's hot. And yeah. that's that's three months of no work. Right. And so I just like said, all right, I'm going to be at the beach. And anytime somebody booked me, I just went to the beach. At least if it was just if it was just for one portrait a week, 
or if I had three and now we're constant where I have like three or four portraits a week, maybe even five or six a week. And I'm there for a long time. And then I come home for a couple of days and then I go back. I actually have a place that I can stay. I have a room that I've rented over there and it's, Awesome. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, Dream um, job. if you need another assistant, I mean, yeah. we can figure out. How, I, I, don't I can't tell you how many times people have said that to me, yeah. but it's it's so nice because it's it's somebody familiar. Then their pictures are basically coming home with them, mm-hmm. and if they want to do, I mean, I being the graphic designer, I do photo cards and and books and albums and stuff like that. So I just kind of have everything. So you have a website. Mm-hmm. jenokenphotography.com so people can check you out there yeah. right okay totally. and so I'm assuming you do take new clients yes okay yes okay. I gotta fill that funnel okay and, and and it's cool because it's just building a family basically I photographed um, I photographed somebody last Thursday uh, I've been photographing him since he was two years old oh yeah so cool that's yeah. cool it is so cool They're so right. cool and I can tell you I have most of a lot of my clients. They might come back every two years, might come back every five years. But they're lifers. They're lifers. Yeah, that's they're great. They're sucked in. Okay, so this was very <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> All we did, Maggie, was learn about the CARES Act during COVID. That doesn't sound near as much fun as this. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Thank God for you guys, man. <laughs> Uh, man, we, all we, the we were we were thanked, but whew, it's not gonna lie, we were like, "What?" Is this? Everyone had to just learn a new I, job. Yeah, I basically yeah. told people, I was like, "It's a changed. new job," and I've had to tell clients that I'm like, "Look, y'all got to give me a couple of days." Like, this is a 900 page act that I'm trying to figure out. Where is the retirement plan stuff? Where is the PPP stuff? And you know, it was, it was. I've been doing this for a long time, and I feel like I got you know I can answer most questions, but that was challenging. For I me. can can I give one more uh, shout out to Citizens Bank, man, Jim Perkinson over at um I did their porch project, and I was like, yeah, I got to file for that PPP. He's like, I got and you. His, his his wife was like, yeah, just call Jim on Monday. I was like, do you have his number? He gave me his number. I'll tell you, I had everything laid out. I didn't have to do. I was like. Citizen, they owned it. Yeah, they, like I couldn't get, I couldn't get my bank to call me back. Well, and that Talk the, about big, the box big banks, store. the big banks had. That's, look, I'm telling you right now, this, and this is the no, local. No knock against anything; it's just the reality. The big banks, people were not getting the service that they needed, and I think a lot of people. I mean, when we had clients call, the first thing we would say is, "Do you have a banking relationship with someone?" And a lot of people don't think about that until you need it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so I think it just opened up a lot of eyes when it came to that. But um, this is very interesting to me. So we, because we're so official here at Louisiana Ladies, we are now sending our guests a pre-questionnaire <laughs> for the podcast. And so uh, one of the questions was favorite food. And I'm just curious, this sounds so delightful. <laughs> like this fresh living, bright, colorful palette of veggies and fruits and nuts and a sprinkle of cheese with a crisp glass of white or rose wine. I'm like, like a beach meal. So, like a beach so wait, is this like something you just put together? I mean, it's, it's whatever. Like, I, I love like she makes it color. So easy. <laughs> well, I mean, well, they also make it easy, like, because they'll have bags of mixed greens and they'll be like, oh, I have some strawberries and... What nuts do I have? You know, walnuts or you know, my friend goes harvesting all the pecans because they're all plentiful and he'll roast them. And then I'll have some of those, like just whatever I have. But I always have goat cheese. God, I love me some goat cheese. Yeah. And I always have white wine or rosé. Yeah, you're my, kind of my gal. I mean, I'm a white wine. <laughs> I've got rose. the best porch 
you should come on over. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I will fix you a palate. I'll even put some protein on it. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a vegan or vegetarian, but I love, I prefer not to unless I cook it myself. Yeah. So I'll even put protein on it. I just bought a new cookbook called Mostly Plants and it's by this family. And I'm going to forget the family name, but they're, I guess, I don't want to say motto that sounds, but it's eat food, not too much, mostly plants, you yeah. know? And my sister, she, she, I think she's more like a flexitarian. I don't really know all oh, these God, things, I, but whatever. You can label something. Uh, yeah. I don't really We know. can call it a moxie something or yeah. other. <laughs> anyway, fresh fruits and vegetables. I was just having this. I literally was talking to Lainey this morning. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm eating too much processed stuff. Like yes. I need to go. I feel better. I've done this before where I've focused on it. And look, sometimes I'm going to, I'm on the road during the day and I just have to have a granola bar, but I, oh, I, do I love feel granola. So, I do feel so much better when I, I eat. do love granola. It just sounds so like I'm like I, I, I eat I live eat as now. much as I can. I try I not that. to eat cooked things. As okay, a, yeah, because I'm so this is raw veggies. Yeah, right? just vegetables and. Do you yeah. ever put like hummus on there? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Look oh God, I love me some hummus. Okay. Um, I might need a picture of what this looks like. <laughs> well, you know, and, and then like if you want something like a little bit like if you need like carbs or something which we all do just wrap it in a a spinach wrap or beet wrap or so and with hummus like you lay some Christina in our office yesterday was making this lunch that looked amazing and I think it was um not a wrap but it was um that like bigger whole grain bread like the day's cook or something like that Mm -hmm. you know that's good stuff with hummus and Mm -hmm. then she had cut up cucumbers and tomatoes and I think she had lettuce and I was like a little open air sandwich or she had business yeah I was like that looks so refreshing you know what's really good is that that I love that Dave's bread and they sell it at Costco is a beautiful thing (laughs) um but I'll I'll Maggie go hook us up Maggie has Costco I do man uh chop up avocados yes and some green onions, and you put just like a little, I put a little ghee butter on the toast to kind of make it a little soggy because I've toasted it, and just have this avocado toast. Yeah, my sister's a big avocado toast person, too, so we're, we're goals. goals. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much, if I don't have to microwave it, um, or I don't cook a lot in the oven either, but, but, uh. I'll saute some stuff on the stove, but... But consumed on but the front But this sounds healthy. Legit! I have the best front porch. <laughs> like, it's so great. It has a fan. It has the blue ceiling. So it has a someone, swing. Did someone shoot you the well, front porch? They did, actually, but not on this front porch. I owned a so condo. You just, yeah, you just moved? My front porch picture is on. Is going to be in the okay. book. Is it was, this front porch in the Garden District? It is. Okay. Because I had a great front. <laughs> I just sold my house in the Garden District. It's, it's on park. Front. Okay, Anybody so can come. We were on Wisteria. You'll know my house, too. <laughs> we were on Wisteria, and I love oh, that yes. front porch. But speaking of the raw food, or not cooked, that sounds like that's so much easier than cooking Absolutely. food. Like, well, then you can kind of, like, preempt it a little bit. And those they've got some pretty good bag salads out there, you know. And I'm okay with those as long as they're uh, organic. Yeah. Because it's weird what they do to our food. It's weird. Well, that's a whole nother. Where, <laughs> right. Where I've already talked to Kate about, you know, I think let's get a nutritionist on. Let's talk about some, some of this kind of stuff. But um, I have some Pilates instructors that they've talked about that, too. And when you really research it. It's kind of scary. So mm-hmm. my sister's done a lot of the research, so I just lean on my sister. I'm mm-hmm. like, Megan, what what is the deal with this? Right, and I'm not a big cleanser. Like, I've done a couple of those Whole30 keto diets. It, they're just not sustainable. Right. So I'm, I am I have figured out that it is, if I can get 
live food, plant-based food as much as possible, or I have control over the meat that I cook, I'm You're way good. better. Well, and I just, you know, I find any, I, I don't want to say label as a diet, but like anytime I'm restricting or it's like whole 30, you can't have dairy or something. I'm like, oh, all I want is a big slab of goat cheese. <laughs> you know, Goat cheese is not really dairy. Oh, perfect. I'm just like, Took it out of that whole dairy <laughs> oh, product gotcha. that's in my head. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so don't you worry, girl. That's okay. not dairy. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody out there. Sorry. Don't. Yeah. So this is this is the gin and JK, Melissa diet. JK. Right. So okay. So we've got a couple of really quick questions. Okay. And they're very easy. They're like either or type questions. Okay. So would you prefer a selfie or a group photo? Group. Bring me my people anytime. <laughs> Although I have nailed those social distance selfies on the porch project. <laughs> It was the coolest thing. Did you see those online? Yeah. So every session, right at the end, I would be me and my camera, and they would be right in between my head and my camera, and then I'd text it to them that night, and they would post it and already start promoting the businesses. So the businesses got a twofer. There you go. Love that. But I do love me a big there group. Is some, there's skill definitely involved in selfies, too. I am a terrible <laughs> selfie taker. I can't do I mean, clearly, I can't even just take a regular picture. So the selfie Speaking thing. Speaking of angles, you got to yeah. get it. Oh, <laughs> right? And, like, my arm's not that long, and yeah. then I don't know where to look, and my eyes look crossed. So, anyway, um, so would you prefer sweet or salty? Oh, that's tough. Because I'm a salty, sweet person. Like, you give me a I salted mean, caramel. It, it, you could so, say both, Jen. Yeah, chocolate, sea salt, caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in combination. Oh, you know, also I loved growing up Wendy's Frosties and with their fries yes, dipped me in too. it. Me too. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's the both. <laughs> Speaking of Whole Foods, <laughs> I know, right? Eighty twenty rule. Eighty twenty rule. All right, sunrise or sunset. Damn, that's a hard one, too. Because I'm a 5.30, I wake up, but I don't watch the sunset as much as I watch this. Or this, Yeah, I don't watch the sunrise, even though I'm up that early. I appreciate being up with it, coming up with it, but I watch a sunset. Because you know what? Sunset, I'm going to say sunset okay. because it's with people. It's almost always with people. Mm-hmm. Right. The sunrise is definitely it. a little bit more of a alone lone, mm-hmm. loner type of activity. All right. So I think I know the answer. Let's see. What are you wearing? Would you prefer heels or flats? Oh, flats. <laughs> Barefoot. Totally. Yes. Can you tell, I can't tell you how many times I walked out of my car with no shoes on. The older I get, <laughs> the more I'm about ready to abandon. Like, I'm, I have a client meeting today. That is the only reason why I'm dressed <laughs> like this, okay? I was like, oh, i got to get, like, super dressed up for this client. But um, I thought it was for me. It's and you, Jen. <laughs> and you. But, you know, I don't, you know, I prefer to be comfortable. Um, and would you rather... So, again, this is, we'll pretend like COVID is not around. Would you rather go to a concert or go to the movies? Oh, concert. Yeah. I'm a music. My first book is about blues music. I've, I've traveled the country and the world photographing musicians. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a subject that we didn't, didn't get even talk to get about to. Oh, I, I got things, man. I got things. But it's all good. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to, I mean, we're going to have guests back on. I hope. I love it. So, um, I love it. Well, thank you so much again. Jen has a website that she mentioned earlier. We'll link all of that in the podcast notes and also how you can um, give back to some of the the creatives and artists in the community and the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. And Jen, that was so much fun. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. We have some awesome guests on here. They are just really cool people. Such cool people. There's just really cool people out there. These cool people. 
come to our little podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, so we're going to wrap up really quick with a few things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. So this past weekend, I got to see all five of my nephews, a.k.a. the loves of my life. That is a great weekend when I get to see all five of them. Two of them I mentioned on the podcast last week. They have a birthday on the same day, three years apart. Brothers. And then the other one made his first communion. So we did a little get together for him. And then it dawned on me last night because Lainey, you know, she's really doing an excellent job making sure that we're thinking about these things prior to the podcast. And she kind of put me on the spot yesterday and she was like, what makes us happy? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, um, but last night it dawned on me, candles and lamps. (laughs) I'm only, I, I collect light. lamps. You need to come over and see my lamp collection. We do. I mean, <laughs> I have a vacuum lamp. Okay. So, candles and lamps. I love you, candles. You would love my lamp collection. I love candles with, like, essential oil. I mean, yes, candles with essential oils, like this, like the lavender. Like, give me all the lavender. It makes me so happy. But lamps and the ambiance of lamps when I when I read. But, yeah, we. I need to... Come on. I got your number. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I got your number. You texted me. I'll write down my address before yeah. I leave. And then, Maggie, what's yours? Oh, mine is just related back to just... Um, Maggie's laser beam focus. <laughs> it was just sports and having the world back to normal somewhat again. Um, we were walking up to watch my high school softball team there in the playoffs. And I played softball in high school, so it's really cool to be in the stands watching them. But we're walking up and Aaron saw someone he knows and he says, Oh, on the way to the ball field again. She's like, yeah, we don't stop. And I had this moment of reflection where I'm like, but we did stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. It did stop. <laughs> and we're back. And it's just, I'm just grateful. Yeah. And glad that we're doing these things again. And so, sometimes you don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. It's true. You know? Fair um, enough. So I think that that's, that's, we've all literally lived through that. But um, thank you so much again, Jen. It was such a pleasure talking with you. And I think, you know, check us out on social media, like I say every time. And if y'all have any guest suggestions, we have gotten some people to email us with that. So that's been fantastic. And uh, yeah, till next week. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Thanks, Bye, y'all. Jen. Peace.